Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. Today, we get to hear from bass fishing pro and champion Jay Yellis as we talk about how you can share your faith through sports. Let's check it out. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. Uh, We may be closed on Sundays, but we are not canceled for ministry. My name is Jordan, and I'm uh, here with... Um, Josh, right here. (laughs) Hey, Josh. Uh, We've got an awesome podcast today, uh, but before we get into that, we have a quick announcement, don't we, Josh? We do. We have a great announcement. Uh, It's been a bummer that we haven't been able to have camp. A lot of you have seen the announcement last week that we had to cancel camp because of everything that's going on in Yakima County. Big oof. Uh, But we have a really, really fun and exciting thing in store. Um, We have something called One Day. Hey! One Day Experiences. Some of you may be asking yourself right now, what's one day? Jordan, if someone was asking that question, what would you say? That is a great question. One day is going to be an amazing day for you to come and join us. It's basically going to be everything we do at camp all shoved into one day. And uh, it's about nine, 10 hours or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to be meeting here at Highlands and doing it. Um, We can't go to a campground because of uh, all the COVID-19 stuff. We're limited and all that, but we can do some stuff here at Highlands. And so we're planning some awesome things. We're going to be doing late night. We're going to be playing some field games. We're going to have teaching. We're going to have some special speakers come in. Um, Christian Dawson, who you guys mm. might have heard on the podcast we had on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Johanna Delgarno was on the podcast a little while ago, too. Um, and they're going to be speaking at um, some of the one days. And so we're going to have them broken down, mm-hmm. aren't we, Josh? Yeah. So July 20th, the 7th and 8th graders are going to have their one day. Yep. Uh, July 21st, 9th and 10th graders. July 22nd, 11th and 12th graders. And then July 23rd, we'll have college students. And that's going to be an abbreviated one. So college yeah. students actually just come from 6 to 10 p.m., uh, but you right. still get an experience, a worship uh, experience and everything. So yeah. it's going to be awesome. I, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, like I said, it's a bummer that we don't get to have camp, but it's been really fun being able to plan this still. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that spiritual services, kind of the guidelines behind COVID and stuff for spiritual services, we are going to be allowed to have it here. And so yeah, it'll be all legal. Yeah. Not yeah. breaking any rules. <laughs> you just have to wear a mask, which unfortunately it's stylish and it's fun. Yeah. Bring your coolest mask. That you have, and we'll make it. <laughs> Maybe we should yeah. make a competition. Who has the coolest mask? There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But make sure to come. It's going to be an awesome time. You're not going to want to miss it. You can finally get out of the house and be around people and worship together with us. Um, and we have some awesome things, awesome things planned. Yeah. So uh, don't miss yeah. it. And because of that, yeah. Yo, go ahead. I was just going to say register now um, because we're going to have to limit the numbers. So make sure you register as soon as you can at highlandcc.org slash students dash events. So, or, or no, students online, highlandcc.org slash students online. We have too many uh, websites. We have a lot pages. of things, yeah. Um, but make sure to go sign up as soon as you can so you uh, save a spot for yourself. Yeah, and what I was going to say is because of that, uh, we have some, uh, we're, we're planning a lot of different stuff. So uh, that means we're going to be taking a break for the podcast for a couple weeks. And so right. if you don't see this on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that, just know that we are planning an excellent experience for you at the one day. So right. attend that and uh, check and, out everything else. But we will be back afterwards. So Absolutely. keep listening. Yeah. And uh, before we take our break, we have an awesome podcast today. 
Uh, we have an amazing guest. Um, we're very lucky to have him today. Uh, he's uh, our producer. Say hi, Nabbit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nabbit's here too. He's uh, Nabbit's father-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, Hannah's dad. And uh, Nabbit said earlier, he's a uh, bass fishing pro uh, and a world champion in that. Um, he was on uh, Kellogg's box, box. Is that right? 80s? He was. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> uh, his name is Jay Yellis. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Oh, good. I'm doing well, thanks. I'm thrilled to be on the on this with you and and uh yeah looking forward to it yeah we're thrilled to have you uh we've never had someone of your um caliber of fishermen yeah. i don't think i know anybody who's ever been uh that good at fishing everyone else is kind of a hobby but you've managed to make a career out of it and that's pretty amazing yeah well it's been a bless a blessing for sure to make a living something that doing something you love to do and and being able to do some ministry for it through it also. And it's just, uh, you know, that's kind of my message today to talk about is it doesn't matter what, what you do in life for a, a make a living or what your calling is, you can still do ministry out of it and lead people to Jesus. So yeah, that's absolutely. what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. How did you get into, uh, the occupation that you're in now? Like what led up to it? Uh, as a teenager, did you think I'm going to become a professional fisherman or was this something that, uh, you kind of yeah. walked into by happenstance. Well, I yeah, I caught the the dream of wanting to be a professional fisherman when I was in high school, and it's fishing was always something I really was passionate about. I loved it, and it's something I wanted to do every morning when I woke up. And so I was able to, you know, I went to college. I graduated from Oregon State. The, my mom and dad told me I could. And live my dreams, but get a college education first. And I still think today that's a great, great advice for young people. Yeah. And because uh, it gives you time to learn and grow and mature. And so I, um, right after I got, I all through college at Oregon State, I fished tournaments. And right after I graduated, I uh, moved down to Arizona, started fishing all the big tournaments in the Western United States right out of college. And then I started two year after two years of that. I started on the pro circuit and on the Bassmaster tournament trail, and have been doing that for thirty two years. So it's been wow. a, a fun, but it's you know I grew up wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you're uh, getting to pass on some of your uh, knowledge to Nabbit. We've heard him talking about fishing yeah. a lot more <laughs> recently. Yeah, I know. Well, it's been it's fun. You know, that's one thing I really enjoy is is uh, sharing something that I love to do with and with others and teaching yeah. them how to do it and passing that on. And yeah, Nathan's had some really good, um, he caught a big bass with me about a month ago on a, on a top water lure on a buzz bait. That was a nice. thrill for him. It was like a five and a half, his first bass largemouth ever was a five and a half pounder. Not many people wow. can say that. And, uh, we've been out fishing a few times and I loaded him up with fishing tackle. So he's, he's <laughs> all set to, so that is awesome. Go have some fun. Three boxes worth. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. sounds really impressive, that size of fish. But to be honest, I'm going to be real vulnerable. I know nothing about fishing. <laughs> like okay. almost absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, um, Nathan can pass on some of the stuff he's learning. Then. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. And I was also going to ask you, um, just what does it look like to be a professional fisherman? Um, 
it seems like there's probably a lot more that goes into it than maybe a lot of people understand. But if you were going to explain what your job looks like to someone who has a student that's never gone fishing before, no one in their family fishes, what would you tell them your job is? What does that look like? Right. And you know what? I'm a professional bass fisherman. So up in the Mm -hmm. Northwest, that's not, there aren't any professional bass fishermen in the Northwest, but most all the tournaments are in the Eastern half of the country, especially in the Southeast. And it, Okay. It's a it's a big it's a pretty big deal back in the southeast. A lot of people bass fish and it's become a pretty good sized professional sport in you know in the eastern half of America and there's a lot of um a lot that goes into it. What we do is we compete in tournaments around the country and most mm-hmm. of them are up, you know, mostly in the eastern half of the United States, but like this year for example, we uh, our season started in Florida in February and then we went to Georgia um, after that. Then we had a tournament in Alabama. And then we um, we go up to next week, we go up to New York for a tournament. Wow. And actually, we have a couple tournaments in New York. Then we go to Michigan. Then we go to Tennessee and South Carolina. So it's a circuit, a tournament circuit. It'd be kind of like a professional golfer travels from tournament to tournament around the country and you compete. And then you move on and to the next one. So I have yeah. to take a boat, my boat with me everywhere I go. And I do a lot of driving back east. And, and then I fly home to Oregon and, and then fly back for another tournament. So that's, that's wow. what a lifestyle looks like. Wow. You're going all over the place. That's pretty awesome. Where, where has been your favorite place to fish? Oh, my favorite place to bass fish is probably uh, in Texas. I, Sam Rayburn Reservoir. It's it's in East Texas. It's just a really great bass lake. Got a lot of great big fish, and we lived there for a few years, so it has a special place in my heart. But there's, yeah. you know, one thing about bass is bass are all over the country. I mean, you've got them in Lake Washington. That's the place is loaded with bass, yeah. and I've caught a few of- out of there. They're definitely in there. Yeah. They're in there. I know Dathan sends me pictures of these smallmouth that him and Hannah catch off the docks down there. And uh, so, yeah, bass bass live everywhere, and they're you know they're actually the number one sport fish in America because they are so prevalent in all uh, well in forty nine states. There aren't any in Alaska because they're a warm water fish, but every other state has bass to catch, and they're they're a lot of fun. So that's um, that's why. I believe we have the tournament circuit, the professional tournament circuit, because they are they're the fish are very popular and they're all over the country. Wow, Jay, there's just one really awesome fishing story in your professional career that um, that I just I really want to hear again. Can you just can you tell that story to the crew? Oh sure, yeah. Well, it's probably the most dramatic fish catch that I've ever had. So we were we were. Uh, this is several years ago. We were at a, the Bassmasters Classic, which is the world championship of bass fishing, which um, that year was in uh, near Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, this is the second day of the tournament, and I was leading the tournament after the first day. So ESPN films these things, these tournaments. And so I had a camera guy, ESPN cameraman in my boat filming me fishing, and there was a – um, I had a bunch of, you know, when you're leading that tournament, you'd have a lot of spectator boats. And so there were about 60 spectator boats that were following me around watching me fish that day. And uh, so wow. there was one, uh, there was a pontoon boat that was floating 
down the river. I was fishing in a river and there was a lot of current. So the, this pontoon boat was floating with the current and they, uh, the current took them down where all these spectators were and it had their drift blocked. And I guess it made them mad because they started their pontoon boat and they started running right at me, at my boat. And I'm now I'm up against the shoreline, fishing the shoreline. And uh, so I wasn't in their way, but I guess they figured that I was the reason that all those spectators were there. So they ran, that boat came right at me. It was very unsportsmanlike. They got within like five feet of my boat and then they turned, made a sharp turn and they ran, they were going about 30 miles an hour and they ran right up the shoreline. I was getting ready to fish and they're so close to the bed. They ran basically right over the spot I was fishing. And so I, you know, and I very unsportsmanlike. And in fact, it's the most unsportsmanlike thing I'd ever seen. And, you know, 15 years of fishing. And so I turned around, I looked at that cameraman in my boat, you know, and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to just cuss that guy or just, <laughs> you know, it would have been tempting to just, uh, to, uh, let, uh, the wrong words come out of my mouth, but I didn't, I was, I was, uh, God gave me control of my tongue, which is always a good thing. I, I looked at that cameraman and I said, I can't believe that guy just did that. It would take an act of God for me to catch one. Now he just, that boat just ran right over my spot. And it was only, my spot was only like four feet deep, real shallow. Mm. My very next cast after I said that, I threw out and I I was working with my, my lure back to the boat and I had a bite and I set the hook and I hooked a great big bass, big old, it was like, and I, I landed this fish. It was a seven pound bass, the biggest bass that was caught in that whole classic Wow. And, uh, and, and it was on the very cast after I said it would take an act of God to catch one now. And I was contemplating that back, you know, later that night. And I was like, dang, I, when I, it was totally spontaneous, of course. Um, yeah. and I, I gave God a chance to show his power on ESPN, you know, and he took it, but it was, it was so but, you know, every turn, that was several years ago. And every time I've gone fishing since then, I, when I cast my lure out, I say under my breath, it would take an act of God to catch <laughs> it now. <laughs> and it's never happened again just that way. <laughs> but, you know, when, when he, when God, God shows up, so just when he wants to, and, uh, yeah. and you can't, you can't, you can't force him to do anything. And, and I've learned that since then, but that was right. how, so, and I went on to win that tournament. And when you have stuff like that happen to you, how, how can you not give God the glory? I mean, that was right. so easy. It was like, I mean, it was just, he just put it right in my hands, you know? I mean, I, I was just, it was like a a big, if, um, just a gift. He made it so easy for me to brag, you know, on him and to give him the glory and for my win and, and uh, so that was that was an incredible dramatic catch, and I, I'll never forget it. Well, and then it was after that tournament that that you ended up winning the the Bassmaster Classic and taking the world championship, right? Yeah, that was it. That tournament was the world championship, and that's that was the world. Cha- it wasn't just a regular tournament. That was in the world championship tournament on the second day of a, of the three day event. That's amazing. So it was just, yeah, it was amazing and it was meant to be. And, you know, when God has something planned that's meant to be for you, there's nothing that can stop it. So it was right. things, you know, so, there's a lot you can take away from that. I mean, that was a seemingly a very bad situation that had just developed, you know, and, and uh, 
but God it just shows Romans eight twenty eight. You know, God He works it all can work all things for good for those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Well, that means all things, even somebody running in a boat right over your fishing hole, and then you cast out right behind him, and you catch not just a fish, but the biggest fish of the whole tournament. And uh, <laughs> so it's, yeah, Romans 8, 20, that was a great Romans eight twenty eight moment right there. All things work together for good. Yeah. And if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just, well, I was just thinking about the success that you've had in that field and students who are listening. Uh, a lot of them are probably thinking like, I'd love to be a, a professional soccer player someday or a professional uh, basketball player or, Maybe even they want to be a professional fisherman someday. What would be some advice that you might give a student who wants to go into some sport professionally? What are some things that right. helped you along that path? Well, the first thing I already mentioned, that is to go get a college education and then yeah. and then and then pursue your dreams. You know, that's one of the great things about living in America is we're free to uh, chase our dreams. And so if you're really passionate about something and you have a God-given talent for it, then, um, that may be where God's leading you is, you know, to, um, to use your skills and abilities that he's given you. And it's, you know, to do something sporting wise for a living, whether it's, you know, fishing or football or baseball or soccer, you know, or mm -hmm. tennis, golf, that's, it's really hard to do because there's so many people that want to do that. And so it's very competitive and you really have to, work hard and really stay focused and put, you know, it needs to really, um, you got to put a lot of hours in and work really hard to, at, and to get really at, as good at your game as you can possibly get because it is so competitive out there. So, yeah. but if you are, have the passion for a certain sport and you really love it, then all the hour long hours of practice won't be difficult. They'll be enjoyable because you love what you're doing. And right. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it was for me with fishing and you never know if you're going to make a go of it or not, but it's a great thing to do when you're young, because, you know, when I started my career, I didn't have, uh, kids yet. And, um, my wife, Jill was able to travel with me to around the country to the tournaments. And, and so it's, that's how you, there's a lot of guys that try it and don't make it and they, you know, and that's okay too. I mean, at least you, you know, you've given it a go and, and, uh, you're figuring things out in life. And so, um, but yeah, I always encourage people to try to live their, chase their dreams and uh, do what they, you know, feel like they're really what they love and what they're gifted and talented at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, so yeah, a lot of students play, uh, sports or they may be involved in different hobbies and groups and all that kind of stuff. Um, and typically what can happen is they can see that uh, field of life as something separate than what they're typically involved in right. or uh, the, something separate than their their Christian walk and, and um, faith journey. Um, and it mm. seems like you kind of try to merge the two. So uh, wh what advice would you give to students or how would you tell them to um, incorporate kind of their walk with Christ into their sport and how have you done so? And maybe what are some of the, the struggles or tensions that you feel when doing that? Right. Well, that's interesting. You know, I got, um, when I started my career, I was, I was not a Christian. I got saved in 1993. I started my professional career right out of college in 1987. So, um, but it, you know, when I found Jesus, I would surrendered my life to him and then I was able to surrender my career to him and just, 
um, that really helped me to um, to be able to you know see that there's more to life than just the sport that I'm playing or the, the fishing tournaments that I'm in particularly. And, and that is, you know, it's, a, it's life. It's about other people. It's, it's in, be, using your gifts and talents to be a blessing to others. And one, one way that I've been able to do that fishing is I've been able a chance to share the gospel with fishermen all over the country. And I've had a chance to share my testimony. I actually wrote a book, you know, several years ago that had a, that was, quite evangelical and shared my whole walk with Christ and my, you know, my salvation experience in 93 and how I, you know, how I grew up, um, grew up in the Lord. And it, it's a process, you know, over time. And, yeah. and, and Jay, what's walk, the name of that book? Oh, it's called uh, Jay Yellis, a champion's journey of faith, family and fishing. Cool. Okay. And awesome. so, yeah, so um, it's, but yeah, I'm, you know, I've had lots of opportunities to uh, at, I'm in the fishing industry to share my, my testimony, my, my walk with Jesus. And, and uh, I'm, you know, most people in the fishing industry, if you ask them about Jay Ellis, they'd say, yeah, he's a Christian man. He, he loves Jesus. And I don't hide that. I mean, I, I, when I, when we have tournaments and we weigh in our fish and I'm on the stage and I get the mic in my fight in my mouth. You know, a lot of times I'll, you know, I'll make sure that I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And and then I've had, you know, I get I've been invited to speak at, um, you know, a lot of different churches at men's men um, events, wild game dinners, this sort of thing. Um, there's yeah. there's uh, I get invited to you know do um, on you know Facebook Live. Um, where I share my testimony and about, you know, about my faith in Christ. And so yeah. all sorts of things like that. But, you know, I don't, the key is I, I did, I didn't hide my faith. I was, you know, I wasn't in your face with it either, but, but mm -hmm. when I had a chance, I wanted to tell people, you know, what makes me tick and that's, and that's, uh, you know, being filled with the Holy spirit and, and loving Jesus and, because I, I want to, I know what God's done for me, and I want to be able to share that with other people to encourage them. Because it's that's the that's the life that God had, the best life for us is one where we walk in faith in His Son Jesus Christ that He died for our sins, and that and that the you know the Holy Spirit is here to live in us to help us through to make wise decisions in life and to be a light um, in this lost and dark world. So, right. um, you know that. But if you, if it doesn't matter what you do, I mean, if you can, you know, and then fishing is just one example. You could be an engineer or you could be a teacher or a doctor or whatever, or, you know, you don't have to be in full-time ministry working for at a church to, to have a ministry. And, and, and I just want to encourage the listeners today about that as they go through life, you know, God can, can use you anywhere if you're willing and then you have to be willing though to share your faith in Jesus and, and to, um, and if you are, then he'll, he'll put you up on a pedestal where people can, you know, where you have a platform to, to speak into people's lives and encourage them in their faith. And that's, and he'll do that for you. You just got to ask him. And he, he loves to provide those opportunities to his kids. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I just, I just remember a bunch of conversations I've had with students and Josh was talking about it a little bit earlier, but students who feel like, 
in order to grow in their relationship with Christ, they need to give up more. Like mm-hmm. they need, they say, I need to spend less time playing soccer so that I can read my Bible more, or I need to give up, um, and do spend less time on basketball so I can, um, pray more. And, and my encouragement, and it sounds like you would agree with this, Jay, is, has always been to students. No, you don't have to quit that. You just need to bring your relationship with Christ into it. And it sounds like you've done a really good job of that, of, um, not keeping them separated, but bringing your relationship with Christ into your sport. Well, that brings up a couple things. One is that it's important as a young Christian to have Christian mentors in your life, men and women that can, that have been Christians for a long time that can speak truth into your life. And, yeah. and, uh, and so one of my mentors early on, um, he always, he was actually a pastor, but he told me that it, the, the Christian life is all about, keeping Jesus in the middle of everything you do. You keep him in the middle of your family life. You keep him in the middle of your job. You keep him in the middle of your hobbies. You keep him in the middle of your professional life. Mm-hmm. Keep him in the middle of your friendships. And he, you know, your whole world should just kind of orbit around Jesus. Doesn't matter what you're doing. So yeah, no, he, God gives us the, you know, he puts um, the passions in our heart, you know, and, and he gives us, the, the will to do certain things. I believe that's in Philippians where he talks about God. He wills to wills us. Um, he puts our, the will in us to do certain things to, that will please him. And so mm-hmm. the passions that you have for certain things and the gifts and talents that he's given you, he wants you to use those and just keep him in the middle of it. So that's what it's all. That's what the Christian life is all about. Yeah, for sure. And you also, you've been able to use that to help care for other people. Well, you've been able to use your platform to make a difference for other people. Can you tell us a little bit about your nonprofit that you've developing? What, what is it all about and and how do you, how do you run that? Right. So, right. Um, we, I also work besides being a professional bass fisherman about five years ago, I, I started working with a nonprofit called cast for kids and we put on fishing events for special needs youth and just to celebrate those special needs kids and show them that they're loved and valued by their community. And so we, at our cast for kids events, community volunteers come out and they, they take these special needs kids fishing and, you know, just for a few hours. And then, um, they, most of the kids have never been on a boat or they've never caught a fish and they love it. And they, um, and, we give the kids a fishing pole and a tackle box and mm-hmm. all kinds of goodies. And then after they go fishing, we have a, a, a lunch for them, a picnic lunch. And then we have an awards ceremony where each child is called up and everybody cheers for them. They get a plaque and they get to talk into a, a microphone about their day of fishing and what mm-hmm. their favorite part was and the fish that they caught. And so, and everybody cheers wow. for them. You know, a lot of times they'll get us, the folks will, the volunteers will give the kids a standing ovation and, and it's just such a blessing to those kids. They love it so much because there aren't many events designed especially for them. So yeah, that's a ministry in itself too. I'm uh, just, it's just one way to give back and, and, you know, try to use fishing to help encourage and it's fishing is fun and it's just a great, it's just for, for us, for people that like to feel when I say us, I mean, fishermen, for fishermen, <laughs> 
you know, we, that's what we like to do, what we're good at. And it's, it's a fun social fishing is a fun social activity. So it's a great way to bring other people in, have fun in the outdoors and, uh, and, uh, you know, and just spend time with people, quality time. And yeah. that's, so that's what cast for kids is about. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. It's cool. being yeah, able to it's use fun, your platform, it? yeah. yeah. We have actually, we have an event at like, Washington, September 12th at Kulon Park, oh, wow. uh, a cast for kids event. So we're always looking for volunteers. If any of your listeners want to come out and volunteer for that, they can go to our website and register online and come out and volunteer. We'd love to have you. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome opportunity. What's the what's the website? Oh, it's castforkids.org, C-A-S-T-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.org. And uh, yeah. just search for the Lake Washington event in September. And yeah, you can register online. It just takes a minute or two to register as a volunteer. But yeah, that's a, that's a super fun time. And I'll be there for that. And maybe I'll get to meet some of, some of you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'll double down on that. Students, if you're listening <laughs> and uh, you're looking for volunteer hours or you're just interested in fishing or just caring for people well and you want to reach out to the community, Get in contact with Jay, um, go to that website, get registered. Please go help out with that. Yeah. And then too, for any of our listeners, if, um, if any of you guys know of anyone who has special needs, someone who would benefit from, from just being a part of an organization like this, um, look up cast for kids. Like we have that, uh, that event coming up in Kulon, um, that, um, that you could, you could send that, Mm -hmm. uh, that special needs child to, and it will be a fabulous day. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That'll preach. And yeah. with that, we'll, uh, we'll just thank you for, uh, sharing all those <laughs> yeah, stories and yeah. all about it. That's pretty awesome. Before we let you go though, uh, we can't let you leave without playing a game with us. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Your son-in-law wants to put you to the test with a little bit of fish trivia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you want to tell him a little bit about what you're about to do? Yep. Here's how it's going to work. So it'll be Josh and Jordan against the bass master classic champion fisherman <laughs> so work out well. um, we have to work out work together because yeah. uh we have absolutely no chance i've caught a bluegill before okay when okay. i was when i was in middle school <laughs> it, right. it's they're so spiky on top that it was kind of scary they are. to get the, the hook out yeah so yeah, okay so it, it'll be uh, i'll ask jordan and josh a question and then if they get it wrong jay you'll you'll get to steal the answer from them and then get a point. And then I'll ask you a question and, uh, and we'll go from there. Sound good? All right. All right. That's good. All right. First question for Jordan and Josh. Approximately how many species of fish are there worldwide? worldwide. Here's a multiple choice. 9,000, 27,000, 56,000, or 72,000? I'm uh, going to say this. What was the second one? Uh, 27,000. I feel like it's 27,000. You don't think it's more? There probably is. Isn't isn't the the ocean like infinitely deep? Yeah, like <laughs> I heard someone say we know more about um uh never mind. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I feel like I feel like though they want you to think that there's more fish in the sea than the numbers that you can count, but it's 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 a relatively okay number. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with you. Twenty seven thousand. That's our answer. That is correct. Wow, wow. Good job. Good job, Josh. 
That, just deductive reasoning. Nice. And because of how many species there are, that makes fish the most diverse vertebrate like in the in the world, I guess. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Fun fact. All right, Jay, for you, how many different varieties of goldfish are there? <laughs> Is it 20, 50, 100, or 250? A hundred. A hundred is correct. Wow. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Good job. You know, yeah. Right. I've heard recently that uh, with goldfish, they grow to the size of the container that they're in. So most oh, wow. goldfish that you have at home are like really small. But if you were to put them in a pond or something, they get gigantic. What if you put it in the ocean? Uh, you have the megalodon on your hand. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you can't because they're not salt. Water. Yeah. I don't I know. Think, anything I think that fish. you put them in, when you put them in a koi pond, you know how like sometimes you'll go to a koi pond, you see those gigantic orange fish. Yeah. They're goldfish, but they just, wow. but maybe Jay knows more about that than I do. Because Is that true, Jay? <laughs> I don't know much about goldfish. <laughs> more of a bass guy. You don't go yeah. fishing for goldfish in the, in the circuit no. at all. We use those for bait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Four. Let's see who's next here. That's us. Uh, for Jordan and Josh, how, uh, wait, what is the fastest fish? Is it a swordfish, racing shark, mac, macio, mako shark, Make or it. sailfish? Mm. Oh, sailfish. Sail's in the name. Right. They're, but the other they're going fast. What was the racing one? Yeah, racing shark. A racing shark. That's a fake name. What's that's faster, fake. a racer or a sailor? Are we sure, are we sure that <laughs> racer shark is a real name? That is true though. That if it is real, then that's a pretty fast one. Yeah. How could you name a shark a racing shark and it not be like the fastest thing? In I want to. I want to say that I've heard about sailfish before. You've heard the name sailfish. Yeah, and that I've always like like in a you know those like discovery books that we'd get as a kid. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I read about the sailfish being one of the fastest ever, but I'm willing to defer because I feel like I heavily swayed the last one. Um, if you've heard of the sailfish before, I haven't heard of any of these except for a swordfish. Oh, really? Swordfish doesn't seem like it would be. Swordfish, they, they just are, they're just intense. They have the big yeah. sword. And so I'm going to go with you. Sailfish. Sailfish is correct. <laughs> yes. Good wow. job. We're doing so well. <laughs> I was not expecting this. This is way better than what I thought. <laughs> I, I studied. Three good random guesses. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They, they can swim at 68 miles per hour. Wow. wow. Faster that's than a so cheetah. Fast. So fast. I actually don't know if that's faster than a cheetah. Okay, for Jay, how many different species of Pacific salmon are there? Wow. Oh, is it multiple choice? No. What? <laughs> All right, let's Not multiple so choice. So there's the Chinook, the Coho, the Sockeye, the Chum... I think then Alaska's got uh, maybe five. Oh, is that your final answer? <laughs> no, okay, six. <laughs> I you could be totally right. I found seven on the internet, but seven. that's the internet, and you've been fishing for all your life. Uh, I will go with the internet. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. You also caught how many fish this morning? Oh well, we caught uh, we we caught eight salmon this morning while I was out fishing in the ocean. <laughs> okay, so you also named almost all of them. <laughs> and named so, more yeah. than I could possibly think. I would say Jay knows more about fishing than me for sure. So <laughs> we'll give that to him. We'll give that. To he you. can name them all. Um, okay, uh, for Jordan and Josh, what did the largest largemouth bass ever caught weigh? Is it seven pounds, ten pounds, twelve pounds, or twenty-two pounds? 
That's a big jump to go from 12 to 22. Yeah, it is. What were you we saying earlier? Nabbit caught the five. Jay said they caught like five. Yeah, he five. caught a five pounder with me one day. Yeah. And the one that you caught, you said was seven. Seven pounds. It's got to be more than seven. So that's help. He's Jay, you're helping us out with this. Right? <laughs> that's that's all right. I feel like 12 sounds huge compared to if like if like five is like a, a pretty good size. 12 sounds gigantic. But there's no way it's 22. 22? <laughs> that, that is ginormous, I feel like. But may, maybe there's a mutant. Bass going around. Let's say 12. 12, I feel good with. Ah, you're wrong. Oh, no. I got you. 20, 20, I know how many ounces. 22 pounds, four ounces is the world record. Yeah, wow. that's correct, Jay. Caught, caught by George Perry in Georgia, 1932. Wow, yep, that's, that's exactly right. That's wow. super impressive. Wow. You know your sport. Yeah. Like, don't, that's not fair. You can't have a bass fishing question like that. <laughs> That's crazy. 22 pounds. That's like yeah. a yeah, small a child. Massive. Yeah. yeah they. It's a thick boy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, for Jay, how far can a salmon travel inland to its spawning ground? Oh, it can travel, you know, they're th- uh, probably a thousand miles. I know, well, maybe not a thousand, but several, close to that. Several, maybe seven, eight hundred, because there's fish that come in. The Columbia River and Astoria that go all the way into Idaho, and then some go there all the way into British Columbia. They swim all the way up the Oregon-Washington border. They go up to Columbia, and they go into BC. So, and then some go up the Snake River in Idaho, and then into tributaries off the Snake. So, I that's several hundred. I don't know. I'm going to say probably eight hundred miles. Yep, that's around eight hundred to thousand miles. Wow. Yep. Swimming inland for this like ocean going fish. Salmon are crazy things. They are crazy. They're also tasty. <laughs> They're very, very good. Okay. For Jordan and Josh, this is the very last question here. All right. Which salmon is heavier oh, on man. average? Is it the steelhead, the sockeye, the coho, or the chinook? Uh, I have Queen get a lifeline and talk to the guys at Pike Place that throw the fish and see if they see if they can read read them again. Let's see if we can figure out just based on how they name the fish whether like one is heavier. That's a great idea. Uh, steelhead, sockeye. That sounds sounds pretty heavy. Okay, sockeye. That's an empty eye, so you're already losing weight there. Okay, coho, coho. I have no idea what that would be. Mm, It sounds cool. Yeah, chinook. Chinook sounds like intense. Sounds native. I'm going to go with steelhead. <laughs> I feel like it has to be steelhead because someone was like, I'm going to pick up the salmon. It feels like there's yeah. a steel in his head. Yeah, it feels like his head is made out of steel. This yeah. thing is so heavy. Are, Jay, right? are they right? Chinook is the biggest salmon. Oh, <laughs> not steelhead. Yeah. Darn it. Wow. Why are they called steelhead? The color? No, the steelhead is actually a, uh, is not a species of salmon. It's a steelhead is its own species it's actually a type of rainbow trout that goes it's in the trout family and it goes out into the ocean it's anadromous like a salmon where it's born in a freshwater river goes to the ocean lives its whole life out in the ocean then returns to the river that it was born in to spawn wow. and uh, so it's wow. similar to a salmon in its life history but it's uh, it's a different species but they're fun to catch and they they taste similar to a salmon they look a lot like them thing yeah your knowledge of fishing is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I 
not done for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Well, Jay, thank you again for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been awesome. I feel like I've learned a lot about fishing now. I think maybe I'll become a, a bass pro. Now. Oh, yeah, you should. <laughs> no, I yeah. don't think that'll be possible. But I'll take you fishing. Sure, yeah. Oh, that'll be yeah. awesome. I we'll, love that. We'll catch some smallmouth out of Lake Washington. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I like it. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. It's my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening, uh, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. We'll be posting some videos on there. Um, Nabbit's actually going to be teaching this week. Yes. Yes, sure I am. Watch that. It'll be amazing as we continue uh, reading through Proverbs. And make sure to follow us on Instagram. Where at, Josh? At HCC Student Men. And once again, make sure you check out the one day uh, that we're, we have coming up. Yes. Find your grade. Bring a friend. Register. It's going to be something you do not want to miss out on. Do not You'll miss it. You'll be bummed this fall when everyone's talking about one day and how fun it was. So uh, make sure you register for that and do everything that you need to do. All right, Jay, we have one last thing for you. So uh, so I'm going to have you describe something in 10 seconds for me right now. And uh, that is, how do you best prepare a salmon scramble? A salmon what? A scramble. Like salmon with eggs. Oh, how do you best cook it? Yeah. Oh, well, the best, my favorite recipe uh, to cook salmon, if that's what you're asking, is yeah. to... I, that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> we ran out of time. We'll get that I next time. Thank time. you, Jay. I, was, I, was, I, was, I don't know if you're talking What's about What's a salmon scramble? scramble? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jay. Have a great oh, week, God. everybody. Bye. These guys are silly. <laughs> <laughs> Salmon scramble. I've never heard. I've never heard that. <laughs>